Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Girly Homesteader podcast. Today's episode is all about my favorites from the month of July. Honestly, I think these are probably my favorite episodes to record um, just because I love talking about products, whether it's girly things or whether it's stuff that has helped me out in the garden. And so today I do have quite a bit of skincare and makeup to talk about, but I also have some things that have helped me preserve some of our herbs this summer and also some stuff that I'm using to help plan and preserve what is growing in the garden right now. So stay tuned for the rest of my July favorites. Hello and welcome to the Girly Homesteader podcast. I'm your host, Laura, a part-time homesteader with a full-time love for makeup. This podcast focuses on traditional homesteading topics like gardening, chickens, beekeeping, hunting, fishing, being in harmony with nature, food preservation, cooking, etc. But it also touches on the girly side of things like non-toxic skincare, makeup, and homekeeping. So, if you're ready to learn more about homesteading and keep your girly side along the way, let's get started. All right, so if you listened to July's episode about my goals for our homestead, one of the things that I wanted to do in the month of July is find the crossbow that I want to buy for this coming deer season. Um, Here in Ohio, crossbows are legal for anyone to use. And so for me, I figured, you know what, the most important thing to me is accuracy. And so I decided to get a crossbow versus a compound bow. And so the other thing I wanted to find um, is camo specifically for women, specifically for women with big butts, (laughs) like I have. Um, I do have a brand in mind that I want to order. I haven't ordered it yet, but hopefully I can have some good updates about that once I order it and receive it. But anyways, the crossbow that I purchased is the Barnett XP380. Now, my husband and I, we had no familiarity really with Barnett as a brand. Uh, My husband's compound bow is a bear, I think it is. And so we really had no idea where to start. What mattered to me mostly um, was just making sure that I had a crossbow that felt like it fit me. Because as I said in that previous podcast episode, deer hunting is new to me. Um, I've been with my husband deer hunting and I've been with him when he's gotten a deer, but I've never been the one holding the bow or holding the gun. And so I wanted something that I would feel comfortable holding. Something that I felt I could be very, very accurate with. And so the way that we started our search is my husband did some research online himself and he knew of some good brands to start with. And so we just happened to go to our Rural King and our Cabela's, which are local here to us. And all we did was we just started picking them up and feeling how they felt. And so honestly, that would be my recommendation to you. Um, This crossbow is not a super expensive one. I mean, it's not really cheap, but it's definitely like not top of the line, but I didn't, you know, I don't need that. This is my first season doing it. I just needed something that's reliable and was comfortable for me to hold. And so after going around and just 
holding, getting a feel for all of the crossbows that they had at Cabela's. This one in particular, it just seemed to fit me well. There was just something about it, like about the way the stock felt on my shoulder. Um, it just felt right. And actually this one is one of the lighter crossbows that's out there. It's only like six and a half pounds. Some of the other ones that are, are there like 10 pounds or something. And so I was really happy with just the way this one felt. The other thing that was really nice about buying this from Cabela's is that we were able to try it out in the store. But on top of that, the special, I guess, kind of kit the Cabela's was selling, it included this crossbow along with a crank system so that you can cock the arrow and it's super easy to use. Um, we have practiced with it and man, I am super, well, I should say, once we got it sighted incorrectly, um, I am super, super accurate with it all the way back at like 40 yards. So that's pretty awesome. Um, this was our first time seeing a crossbow fire and oh my gosh, they do have a lot of power. It's kind of amazing um, just how accurate and precise these things are. So I'm super excited about this crossbow, obviously. I haven't used it yet in the hunting season because that doesn't start until end of September. Um, but yeah, it's ready. I've practiced with it. I feel confident with it. Um, now I just have to get used to holding it up in a deer stand, in a tree stand. So that's the next battle um, that I have to, that I have to get through. So that is one thing that I found. Um, I can cross off my July homestead goals. And I'm super, super happy about it. So um, let's get into skincare, I think. So I have three favorites that I want to talk about here. Um, so these are all kind of lumped together because I have five main topics to go through today. So we had the crossbow and now onto skincare and makeup. So I have been a powder blush and powder bronzer user for a long, long time. For me, powder products just seem to always work better with my skin. And so for a long time, I had been using the powder, loose powder brushes by Alima Pure. And they're great. They're very highly pigmented. But I will say that because of my rosacea, the driest areas of my skin tend to be my cheeks, and those are the ones that get the most irritation too. And when your skin is dry, it becomes even more irritated. And so these blushes from Alima Pure, although they were beautiful, they are made of clay and made of micas, and those can tend to be drying. And so I kind of have always known this in the back of my head, but the idea of using a cream blush or a cream color product just never really was appealing to me. And so I just, I don't know, I didn't want to try it. I was just always very opposed to cream blushes. And so about a month or so ago, I started using cream like liquid concealer on my cheeks rather than a powder concealer to hide the redness of my rosacea. And I found that it actually worked a lot better than the powder um, product that I was using previously. And so this kind of started my um, dabbling in the cream or more like just not powder world of cosmetics. And so I didn't buy the cream blushes by Beauty Counter right off the bat. Um, what I did try first is I actually messed around with some tinted lip balms. 
And what I discovered is that the tinted lip balm on my cheeks, although it didn't last a long time, it felt really good. And I actually noticed that I had less irritation on my cheeks by the end of the day. And so I decided to try one of the Beauty Counter Cream Blushes. And I will say, I now own five <laughs> because they are absolutely wonderful. They last a long time. They're very soothing. But what I really like about them is that you don't have to apply them with your fingers. Because I'm one of those people that like in high school, I learned very quickly that you are never supposed to touch your skin like with your hands. You're just supposed to be very hands off because it could lead to acne and whatever. And so to me, using my fingers to apply makeup just seems very like just ew to me. And that's probably something that I still carry from high school. But it also just never really seemed precise to me. But I will say these cream blushes apply beautifully with a brush, just a regular typical blush brush, um, like the angled ones. I was able to use the exact same ones that I use for my powder blushes with these cream blushes. And they are wonderful. The other thing that's really nice too is that um, when you use a brush, it doesn't get like gummy or sticky or anything. So like what I'm saying is that you don't have to wash the brushes between every use. Um, so I use just the same, same brush. I pick up more color for the next application and it applies really well. So I'm super, super happy with these cream blushes. I will put a link to them in the show notes. The other thing that's really cool is that they offer just the refill pans so essentially when you buy it for the first time you get the compact which is super pretty you get the compact and you get the refill and it comes together but then every time that you go to repurchase all you have to do is buy the refill so actually it's really not that expensive the first initial purchase yes it's more because you have the really nice packaging but after that you're just refilling the pan and i think that's just a really nice system so I'm loving the cream blushes by Beauty Counter, even though it is the super, super hot summer. And they definitely stand up to being outside working in the humidity and the heat. And so another thing that I am liking from Beauty Counter this month is the soft cream. And so I almost feel like I am cheating on my previous moisturizer favorites by Beauty Counter. Um, which is their Adaptive Moisture Lotion. This is the one that I recommend for just about everyone. It's super, super hydrating, very lightweight. But I was noticing that with the heat inside, or the heat outside and the air conditioning cranking inside, my skin was still feeling kind of dry. And so I had tried the soft cream a while back. And at first, this is from the counter timeline, I should explain. Um, this is from the anti-aging quote unquote line. And I had tried it when I became a consultant, but I wasn't really impressed by it. And so I just kind of used it up on my neck and was like, eh, whatever. And so then when I found myself having drier skin due to the air conditioning cranking, I thought, hmm, maybe I should try it again. And that is also because I learned that this soft cream has specific specific ingredients in it that are really good for sensitive skin that is easily irritated. Um, it has special fermented sugars in there that help to improve your moisture barrier. And then it also has nasturtium extract, which is actually a plant that I just tried planting in our garden. 
Um, it's supposed to be great for deterring pests, but apparently it is very anti-inflammatory too. And so this soft cream contains both of those things and it also contains a good amount of shea butter, which I know that my skin absolutely loves because it creates a very good barrier on my skin. And so I'll be honest here, my previous moisturizer favorite, when I was using it um, during June specifically, it, was, it wasn't as humid here, and um, my skin by midday or like afternoon, it would feel still just kind of dry and tight. And so I could tell that it wasn't really a humidity issue or a, a moisture issue, or I'm sorry, a, um, oh, a water issue. I've still felt oil dry, and so that is why I chose to try the soft cream again. And I've been addicted. So that with a combination of using the cream blushes and a combination of using the next product I want to talk about, my skin has been looking very, very good, a lot less irritated and a lot less dry when I wake up in the morning after laying there, you know, in the air conditioning and under a fan running. So the last product I want to talk about is by the brand Acure. I've mentioned them a little bit recently, and so this is a newer brand to me. I've used some of their hair care products, and then back when I was making my original transition into the non-toxic skincare world, I did try some of their products, and I wasn't that impressed at that time, um, but things have changed. I mean, that was a way, that was way, way back, like five plus years ago, and so I discovered that they have a niacinamide serum. And so niacinamide is an ingredient that I had been wanting to incorporate into my skincare routine for a long time, but I was struggling to find a clean quote unquote serum that contains it. And so one day I was just scrolling on Instagram and I got an ad for the niacinamide serum by Acure. And so I looked up the ingredients and I found out that it does not contain hyaluronic acid, which for me is a very good thing I am coming to discover now, honestly. I think I have to give up on hyaluronic acid as an ingredient for me. It's just tough for me to use, especially, well, I take that back. It's a tough ingredient for me to use when it is in high doses. And lots of serums out there, even the ones by Beauty Counter, they use a lot of hyaluronic acid. And for some people, it is great at drawing moisture and water to your skin. But for me, it just seems to do the opposite. I've explained this before on episodes. Um, but sometimes if your barrier, your skin barrier is compromised, it can actually draw water from your skin and put it into the air, which is the exact opposite thing you want to do. So for me, finding serums that do not have hyaluronic acid is kind of tough. And so I ordered this serum off Amazon. It came the same day, which was pretty cool because I was super excited to try it. And I will say I am addicted to this serum. I am using it every morning. Um, over my essence and underneath the soft cream moisturizer and it is so lightweight but the reason I wanted to try niacinamide anyways is because it is because it is very good for your moisture barrier but the other thing that's great about it is that it is actually kind of like an acne fighting ingredient and so although I don't have typical acne what I do have are papules and pustules which are just fancy words for acne and irritation caused my, by my rosacea. And so basically when I wake up in the morning, my skin looks smooth, but then by the end of the day, my skin will get irritated and it will result in little bumps. 
And so this niacinamide is a great ingredient for rosacea. And so I am just loving this serum by Acure. Really, really loving it. It's super lightweight. And so I will use two pumps of it and it is just awesome. And it's also not that expensive. I think it was about like $20 or so for an ounce bottle. So those are the three skincare slash makeup favorites that I have from the month of July. And then after the break, I'm going to talk about some preservation things I've really been enjoying, some planning pages um, for the garden, like your garden journal, and then also some shade cloth and insect netting. Okay, so I should add here too that all of those products um, that I've talked about so far, like the crossbow, the moisturizer, the serum, and the cream blushes, I will be linking to all of those in the show notes. And I'm also going to be linking to the next thing that I want to talk about. So again, in that episode at the beginning of July, where I talked about my goals for this month, I talked about getting better at planning the garden and also just taking notes on the garden. And so I finally did place my order today for that new journal or planner that I want to try out. And the brand is Plum Paper. I'm going to have this planner start out in September, but what I created which I'm going to have a free link to download in the show notes, are printable planting planning pages. Lots of P's there. Printable planting planning pages. I really don't have a better name for it, but that's what they are. So basically, like if you listen all the way back into like January or February's episode about planning the garden, I was using a regular planner to plan out and kind of find the best days to start seeds and transplant seed or transplant plants into the garden. And so what I created are specific planning pages that are a monthly spread. So it's two pages per month. And you are looking, they're eight and a half by 11 also, by the way, and you are looking at the entire month so that you can mark in there the dates that are recommended based on your first and last frost dates to plant things based off of like the farmer's almanac or your seed packets or whatever. But then there's another part to the planner, to the calendar box, the day box, where you can highlight the date ranges that you are specifically going to be able to work on these things. So say... Um, you mark down that by, I don't know, I'm just throwing out random dates here, but say that by August 15th, you have to plant your beet seeds directly in the ground. So you can mark that down with one color in this calendar spread. And then what you have to do is look through your own schedule and your own, you know, time frame and your own garden and see what space you have available. You can mark down the weeks or so before and highlight in a different color the range that you would like to complete these tasks. You can also use this for transplants too. So say that by September 1st, you have to have your transplants of oh gosh, I don't know, kale out in the garden, what you can do is you can use these spreads to work backwards and figure out when you have to start your seeds and when you have to transplant based off of your first and last frost dates. So the way these are set up is so that you can punch them or like bind them in whatever way you want to. Honestly, you could just take the whole download and put it together by itself. You don't need anything else for it. But what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be using the disc-bound punching or binding system along with my new planner that will be coming. 
and I'm going to be incorporating these pages in there. So there's a lot of pages to this document, but when you print it, I would highly recommend if you can printing it double-sided that way, it all lays out correctly. That way, when you open up the pages like a book, you will have the two halves of the month together and you can see the full month one at a time. And then basically the front side of the month is going to have a page where you can write down your goals for the month. And then the back side of that monthly spread is going to have a page where you can write down your summary of what happened. So I created this all by myself. It's free. I'm going to have a link to download it in the show notes. You will have to put your email in there, but that's just so it knows where to send it to. Um, but you're not signing up for an email list or anything like that. Um, I'm not going to be bugging you. This is just something that I hope really helps you. And then if it helps you, I would love it if you could share it with other people and have them, you know, follow me on Instagram or listen to the podcast. Um, I actually, this is a shout out. Um, I was, gosh, I was just you know, doing something around the house or whatever. And I got a notification that I had a new order placed by, you know, for beauty counter. Cause as you know, I'm a beauty counter consultant. And so I get emails whenever I get new orders from people. And so it was someone that I didn't recognize and I didn't recognize her name from Instagram or anything. And so I looked through my Instagram followers and I couldn't find this girl. And so I just, I didn't really know um, you know, who this was. And so I bravely, I didn't know if this was going to be a good idea, but I bravely decided to text her and I said hi and thanked her for her order. And what was so cool to me and the reason that I want to share this with you is because she found me through this podcast. And so this is honestly like the first time that uh, I have felt like my podcast has actually done something. It's reached someone. <laughs> Um, cause half the time when I'm recording, I feel like I'm just talking to an empty void. And so it just absolutely made my day to know that this podcast reached someone who feels like me, who feels that yes, you can love gardening and animals and being out in nature and hunting, but you can still be really girly. So yes, I'm just very excited. Um, so if you would please share this podcast with other people, it just makes small business owners like me just have really, really good days when we hear about that kind of stuff. So anyways, those are the planting and planning pages, um, that I will have available for download in the show notes. So the next thing that is kind of homestead related, are specific containers and dry erase labels that I have been using to freeze and hold um, frozen herbs and also like other frozen things. And so I talked about the specific ice cube trays in, I don't know, a couple podcasts back of another monthly favorite summary. And these are silicone ice cube trays. I have some big ones and some small ones, but what's really awesome is that I found some containers at Target, and I'll link these in the show notes too, but they are specific food safe containers that have airtight lids and the ice cube trays, like whatever's in them, they fit so, so well in these containers. And so when we get back from our trip, I plan to totally organize one of our freezers and get my freezer all organized with frozen herbs um, like basil and parsley and mint. Uh, gosh, lemon balm I also have in there right now too. But what's even cooler is that on Amazon, I found these specific labels that you can put on food containers 
that are dry erase, but they are like permanent markers. It's really crazy. So basically the little set, which I will link to in the show notes too, it comes to you and it has all these different sizes of labels and it comes with a marker and it comes with an eraser. And so I thought that these were just like dry erase labels, but what's so awesome is when you use the specific marker on the label and you run your finger on it, it doesn't come off. So it's like you're writing on the label with a permanent marker, yet you use this eraser and it somehow comes off. So that means that you can reuse these labels and you can make sure that your freezer containers do not get all mixed up and that you know what is in what. So I'm really liking these containers and the dry erase labels. I have even used the labels on cans. Like I did make one jar of black raspberry jam and it's very good. Um, but yeah, I was able to use this label right on the jar. And the great thing is that I'll be able to reuse the labels. So last things that I want to talk about today um, have to do with the task that I have on my list for tomorrow. So before we leave for our trip, I need to transplant um, some of the things that I started inside, like broccoli and cauliflower. But, oh boy, what I discovered is that even though I had these little seedlings in pots far, far away from my garden, the bugs discovered them very quickly. I was not expecting this at all. Um, so yeah, my little seedlings in their pots were starting to get eaten by cabbage moths and cabbage worms. So I got really mad and so I ordered some insect netting. I knew that I was probably going to need the insect netting to put on these baby plants um, for the fall harvest, like to get them through till the fall, fall harvest, I should say. So I'll link to the insect netting that I bought in the show notes. Um, and I'll be putting that around each plant tomorrow when I transplant. And the way that I plan to do it is to cut a square of the insect netting and then use twine to kind of tie it around the base of the plant. I think my plants will be big enough that it will work. We'll see. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about too are little mini shade cloth like covers. Um, so we do have shade cloth on our raised beds right now. But some of these things that I'm transplanting, like the cauliflowers and the broccoli, they really should be in a little bit of shade here for the next month or so. But the spot where I want to put them is not in our raised beds. It's around the outside of our beds, so they're in-ground beds. And so there's no, like, cover to attach shade cloth to on them. And so what I did is I took all of the metal hangers, that came from my husband's dry cleaning for his work uniforms. And I cut them up, I bent them so that they were all long and you know, real long pieces of wire. And I took a rectangle of leftover shade cloth from you know the main part that I put on our beds. I cut a rectangle from it, and then on the ends that I wanted secured to the hangers, I accordion folded the shade cloth and then I just poked the hanger through there. I hope this makes sense. I did post pictures of that today, actually on Instagram. Um, but anyway, so I accordion, accordion folded the end of the shade cloth and I stuck that hanger through and I did that on both sides of the rectangle, on two sides of the rectangle. And then after that, I just stuck the free ends of the hanger into the ground over the plant. And then you have a little mini like hoop house sort of a thing to help protect some of your plants. So once I do the transplanting tomorrow, 
I will be covering those transplants with the shade cloth to help them transition better and also to just keep them a little bit cooler during, ugh, during the month of August because that is already coming up. And no offense, but I hate August. It is my least favorite month, so I'm sorry if your birthday is in August. That's probably the only good thing about August, in my opinion. Just here in Ohio, it's so hot, it's so humid, and I just, I really don't like August. So, yeah, I'm making little mini shade cloth things, and I'm going to have those all over the garden. So basically, when I transplant these cooler weather things into the garden tomorrow... I'm going to plant them. I'm going to cover them with insect netting loosely, but, you know, snug to the ground, but loose over the plant. And then on top of that, I am going to put the little shade cloth. Now, with shade cloth, though, I do want to warn you that if you put it too tightly around the plant, and if you do not offer um, good air circulation, you will make the plant hotter, actually. Um, you definitely want to have air circulation. So using this little system with the hangers, um, it works pretty well because it basically just makes like a little low tunnel that has tons of air underneath, like on this ends and also on the edges of the shade cloth. Um, now I will say though, if you want to make the shade cloth stay a little bit better onto the hangers, I would recommend taking a zip tie or something and maybe just cinching it around at the center of each panel of shade cloth. I hope that makes sense. So like cinching it on the shade cloth and on the hanger. Hope that makes sense. Again, I have pictures on my Instagram so you can check those out there. So yeah, that's about it for my July favorites. I'll just do a recap here and I'm going to put all of the links to these things in the show notes. So first I talked about the crossbow, the Barnett XP380. We bought ours at Cabela's. So I'll probably try to put the Cabela's link specifically in the show notes. Then I talked about the Beauty Counter Cream Blushes, which are so, so pretty. I have five of them. I talked about the Soft Cream from the Counter Time line, which has been very helpful um, with letting my skin tolerate all of the forced air and the fans that we have running at home. I also talked about the Niacinamide Serum from Acure, which is my new go-to for every single morning. I really love it. I talked about the planning, the, the printable planting planning pages <laughs> that you can download in the show notes. It's a free download. It looks like a lot of pages, but again, just a reminder, try to print it if you can double-sided and then that will cut down on the pages and it will also act like a book as it's supposed to. So you have options here. You can either just print the pages and use them just like that, or you can add them to your own notebook or planner or journal. Next thing were the freezer containers that I bought from Target, which are holding all of my frozen herbs and also the dry erase labels that I got from Amazon to help keep everything organized. And then finally, the insect netting that I'm using and also the shade cloth and little mini supports made out of hangers. So next week, I will be talking about um, August's goals and also updates around our little homestead. Um, that episode, just a warning, might be a little bit scattered just because I will be coming back from my um, vacation, but it's definitely going to be the time <laughs> for me to get these goals ready to go and start thinking about what we have to achieve in August. And surprisingly, there's actually a lot that needs to be planted. So the fall garden is going to be starting in full swing. Um, the whole layout of the garden is going to be changing. So there will be lots of new things in August. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you for listening.
Thanks for listening to the Girly Homesteader podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you want to share more in my journey, follow me on Instagram at the Girly Homesteader. <laughs>